SEJ Summit 2016 is coming to Santa Monica, Chicago, and New York City. With a focus on actionable marketing for SEOs by SEOs, SEJ Summit is a can't miss event. Get $50 off your ticket now by using the code SEJNerd. Learn more at searchenginejournal.com slash SEJ Summit 2016. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world. All we can think about is where can I hook up my mom? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, where are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor at Search Engine Journal, and I'm joined here today by Danielle Antoz. She is our Features Editor, and we're excited to bring you the eighth episode of Freelancers Forum. So, Danielle, how are you doing? Hey Kelsey, I'm doing good. So our last Freelancers Forum was on how to decide if you're ready to go freelance, and it's actually the fourth most listened to episode of Marketing Nerds of All Time. So, yay. So (laughs) thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm glad that you guys find this stuff helpful. Um, Today, we wanted to kind of talk about different ways to get clients, which we've touched on in the past, but we kind of have decided through just talking amongst ourselves, there's kind of two or three different ways to go about getting clients. So one, obviously, is the dream is just all referrals, which makes life easy, but then uh, the other two ways are through platforms, um, so Upwork, stuff like that, which Danielle did a lot of, and then the other way is prospecting, so that's what I did, so looking on jobs, job boards, um, stuff like that, and we did a mixture of the both, but for the me, you know, for the purpose of this podcast, we want to talk about the distinction between platforms and prospecting, and you know, when is one beneficial versus the other, what should you do? etc. So do you kind of want to give your background on, you know, your experience with finding work through platforms and which ones you like? Yeah. So I started out, like you said, with Upwork, um, which I think it was Odesk when I first started. And then uh, Elance was also separate. Now they're together. I think the website might still be up. But And those are the kind of platforms where people post jobs, they can come hire you, you create a profile. So it's really good when you're starting out, I will say that. Um, if you're looking to get, especially if you're kind of looking for some of those lower paying jobs just to start, we've talked about this before, we don't recommend doing that long term. But to get the first couple of gigs, uh, it's it's an easy way to get started. So I say starting out, the platforms are great. Um, once you get past that, I've kind of, I've gotten away from them in the last two to three years just because there's a lot of spam. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of oh, you'd be perfect for this position. Uh, <laughs> you write 500 words for 50 bucks or 25 bucks or a cent a word. And you're like, no, that's not happening. Um, and so once you kind of build up your your background and whatnot, it, it doesn't make sense to go for those low-paying jobs that tend to be on platforms. Yeah, and I think, too, one thing about platforms is when you set a low rate, you're affecting everyone else. So... Yes. As a community, we need to band together and demand a fair rate. So you guys out there that are, you know, accepting a penny a word, stop. Stop doing it. 
Uh, I will say that Upwork, I forget, I'm not sure on the numbers on this, but they've actually made it, they've made a minimum for what you can charge, which I thought was pretty neat. And this, to be fair, is you're pulling people in. They're not just people from the U.S. It's also people Mm -hmm. from other countries. You've got the Philippines, South America, stuff like that. So it's just, it's, some people aren't necessarily underselling themselves. It's just that the exchange rate is so much different. That's true. And the, yeah, you're right. And, and usually average salary when you convert it to USD is higher in America than some other countries. So I know that that's something that people have seen in the past that have maybe struggled with on platforms, but I do know there's some companies out there that want, you know, uh, freelancers from a specific country, like just us based or just Philippines, (coughs) Um, so you could use that to your advantage on platforms as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've got, I mean, the thing is, is that if someone's not a native English speaker, it's going to show. Like, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a bad thing all of the time, but there's just certain things that we say that yeah, is a non-native speaker isn't going to understand, isn't the precise way a native speaker would say it, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. And so... But I think platforms as a whole are can be a good way, like you said, especially if you're just starting out and you don't even know where to start or where to get clients or um, what to even price yourselves. Platforms are a good way to get a hang, an idea of what you want to offer and how you want to charge because a lot of times you can look at what other people are charging um, for the same work you want to do. Yeah, it's definitely a good way to find out like where where people are going for. Um, I don't know. The platforms, I liked them. They gave me my start. My heart's there, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and if you are looking for someone and have no idea where to hire someone, definitely a good place to go look. Exactly. But once you kind of, if you're good at what you do, you won't grow them quickly, in my opinion, in most cases. So that that begs the question, do you think you age out of platforms, so to say? I mean, after you get enough clients or enough experience, I mean, are, are they could a could a freelancer make, you know, six figures from Upwork or whatever? Supposedly, yes. Um, <laughs> it wasn't my experience. I don't want to say that it's impossible because I don't think that that's true. I do think it's possible. Um, that wasn't my experience. So compare it to, say, someone who runs an Etsy shop mm-hmm. versus someone who takes that and builds their own website and sells that way. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... At some of, point, yeah. you got to grow past. Well, and that should be your goal, right? I mean, the goal yeah. for freelancing is you're always kind of hustling and you know getting that growth because you don't want to be stagnant. One thing about freelancing that I've struggled with in the past is you have to be your own salesperson. And so I feel mm-hmm. like platforms make that a lot easier because there's already people that are looking for jobs and all you have to do is throw your name into the hat. It just makes it a lot easier until you get the hang of selling yourself. I also think there's a trust factor from both ends. That's part of the reason I like those platforms. Um, you enter in your bank account information, the buyer enters in their credit card, you're going to get paid. You have somewhere to go if they try to screw you over. And again, when you're starting out, that's really important because 
those mistakes that you make with billing and choosing your own clients, those are really expensive mistakes. And when you work on a platform, you don't you don't have to worry about that nearly as much. Yeah, I that's one thing I really liked about Elance, which, like you said, is now combined with Odesk into Upwork, um, is I didn't have to worry about um, figuring out how to pay someone mm-hmm. or get paid. I haven't I haven't really done any work from Updex Up. I call that Updex Upwork, <laughs> um, but I have hired people from there. And coming from an employer, that's one thing I I really liked. It was so easy to show tracked hours and mm-hmm. show simple invoices and I could just pay via PayPal, easy. Now, yeah. if you're on your own creating your own invoices, that's something that, you know, you you that's just another thing you have to worry about. And then I recommend you get fresh books cuz they're awesome. I know you have pimped them before. <laughs> we should get them to sponsor our podcast. Why do they not sponsor? Um I, it's, I really do enjoy the tool to be honest. It's it's super easy to use. Um even when I'm only billing SUJ, the amount of money I save on the PayPal fees pays for it, more than pays for it every month. I use it to track my expenses. I use it to track, I send out all my invoices. Anyways, sounds like a commercial. I swear it's not, we're not paid for this. Um, but it's a great program. I really do enjoy it. Yeah, and I, I know we've talked about it before, but I use GoDaddy Bookkeeping and they don't take out PayPal fees like FreshBooks, but I just like their platform better. <laughs> and I know last time we talked about it, I was supposed to be transferring, and I just haven't. But I just like it, and so. But it's, it's cool. But you it's costing me, you know, hundreds of dollars in fees. So. If you want to, you know, you could have spent that on those squeezy. What are those freaking squishables? <laughs> yes, Your squishables. I you got two squishables for everyone listening. They're an awesome company. They sell. Uh, this is way off topic, but whatever. They sell uh, stuffed animals that are round, and they have all different kinds. And I got a unicorn and a dinosaur, and I shared it on our editorial call today. But um, <laughs> so, yeah. anyways, um, anyways, platforms, awesome. and then you've done more of the prospecting type stuff. Yes, yes. So let's talk about that side. So w- when we say prospect prospecting, every time I say prospecting, I think of like the gold rush in California. It's the same word, yeah. Yeah, right? It's the same thing. Um, anyway, that's like being pro- more proactive. So instead of logging onto a dashboard and viewing available uh, jobs and, you know, requests for quotes, it's more like you're, you either are cold calling people um, or you're finding positions and then kind of sending a emailed proposal with a, you know, attached PDF and what your rates are. So it's kind of like instead of, hey, this is my background, look at my profile on Upwork for what I've done and my rates, it's it's more um, independent and self-managed and it takes a lot more work to find leads. Right. So I think, I think Upwork, like those platforms are different from job boards, which is what I use. So again, we've right. talked about it before, but I use, um, I've used Flex Jobs, which I love. They should sponsor us too. <laughs> uh, virtual Vocations. I know you and I have both used Craigslist. Yes. Um, I've used Indeed.com. Yeah, you send me some of those sometimes. Yeah, which is a job search ag- aggregator. And if you put a keyword and then remote or freelance in the search field, you'll find all kinds of jobs. So I'll do like marketing remote or marketing freelance. 
and you'll find jobs. I've done that before when I've been looking for more clients. Um, so we had mentioned talking about like some of the tricks for finding stuff on Craigslist because, you know, we don't want to get killed and, and, and that's what happens when you meet people in person from Christmas. <laughs> I know. Well, so so my best tip is to look at how it's written. Like if it seems too good to be true, then it might be shady or there might be like something they haven't told you. Yeah, that's what I um, the trick that I found for it is so I lived in Jacksonville, Florida. I just recently relocated to Chicago. But when I lived in Jacksonville, there wasn't a lot. Because you look at the writing gigs and um, you look under gigs and under jobs. I looked under both. Mm -hmm. And there was never really anything good. Like every once in a while, there'd be something half decent. But mostly it's some guy that wants to start a music blog and he wants someone to totally write for free and we'll start mm -hmm. profit sharing. Exposure. Right. Um, but if you look at the bigger cities, so I'd look at Miami, I'd look at Tampa, yeah, I'd look at Chicago, New York. Because those most of what you're looking for is remote positions, so it doesn't matter where they post it. They're just posting it in places where they think they'll get the most like reach. So that worked for me really well. I liked flex jobs, um, Facebook groups. We kind of looked at that today. Earlier yeah. we were talking about that. Yeah, there's a Facebook group which I don't know if we should give out all our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a Facebook group called Social Media Jobs, and all kinds of people are posting jobs, um, mostly social media. There's been some copywriting. But look in your industry, like maybe programming jobs, and look for groups on Facebook. And then LinkedIn, I'm sure, probably has some. That might be a hidden way to kind of find a lead that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Uh, hashtags on Twitter. Um, yes, good, good one. That is a good one. You can do like, especially if you do like hashtag content marketing, hashtag hiring. Sometimes those are the, the tags that they'll use. And also just make sure you're following a bunch of different companies because a lot mm -hmm. of times they'll post on places like that. A uh, lot of what, the bigger companies have uh, social media profiles just for jobs. So I've right. seen bigger brands have, you know, company X job at company X jobs, you know, or whatever. So look for that too. Yeah, and we try not to assume that everyone are writers the way that we are, but um, if you are, ProBlogger has a pretty good one, um, job board. Yes. And then I would look for kind of the big brands in your industry and see if they have job boards. Yes. Um, one thing about Craigslist that I want to make sure you don't forget, so I used to use a Craigslist aggregator called Craigster, but it's since been taken down because technically – Craigslist aggregators are against Craigslist terms of service. <laughs> um, but while we've been talking, I just searched uh, Craigslist aggregator in Google, and I found two. Now, I haven't tried these, but uh, searchtempest.com, which we'll link to in the recap post, um, it supposedly searches all of Craigslist and eBay, which for our purposes, eBay isn't important. But, um, and then onecraigs.com supposedly does it as well nationwide so for the U.S. Um, so that might be something you could consider too like on uh, Search Tempest you can search by category so like Danielle said we could search just in gigs or jobs and then you could do like freelance writing or freelance IT or whatever in the what field and then you might find some hits so that worked pretty well for me and it, it was a lot easier to uh, use an aggregator to view um, listings from major cities all at once as opposed to going to the each city individually like you said um, Fair enough. you used to do. 
So that makes sense. Again, don't know. I used to use Craigster, but it's rest in peace. So <laughs> you might try Search Tempest and uh, what did I say? One Craig's. See what you can find. That's cool. So I'm trying to think of where else. Oh, so there's networking. We haven't really touched much on that. We could do a whole episode on that, I think. Uh, yeah, because I think we could do a whole other freelancers forum on referrals and and yeah. how to build up relationships for referrals. But I mean, for any freelancer, referrals are just the best thing ever. They're pretty much gold because you don't have to, generally you don't have to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. There's already a little bit of built-in trust both ways, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's a lot easier to just be like, Hey guys, you know, I, and you don't, it, it feels gross to sell yourself sometimes to mm-hmm. me. Um, but I think just a good wording is, Hey, you know, I've got some openings in my calendar. If anyone needs anything, something like that versus, Hey, give me money. I, I don't know. Well, and I think when people trust you, they are more willing to throw your name out there. So you know, instead of becoming friends with someone, you know, just because you think they might refer you, um, really work on building up that relationship. Because when I have a good relationship with someone, I am much more likely to refer them than someone I met, you know, at a conference that I can tell that's what they're specifically looking for. Like, I think bottom line, and again, this is probably a whole other freelancers forum, (laughs) but don't come across as desperate, because people think that you're trying to you know, get something from them, and that's not a good feeling. No, no, it's not. I mean, everyone's out to get something. Like, that's pretty standard just how the world works. But at the same time, like, you want to be authentic, and you want to build relationships and talk about how much we love the Oxford comma. Oh, so much. (laughs) Yes, I agree. So... um, I mean, platforms, prospecting, referrals, that's usually how I found my clients um, or how most people do. Um, sometimes I've had, I've, I've talked to people who they end up getting work from their previous employer. So yes. maybe they'll part ways and uh, there's still a relationship open there for freelancing. So if you've part, you're parted ways from your last employer or even your employers before them and you need work, it might be worth you know, not only keeping that relationship open, but reaching out and just being like, hey, you know, if you guys have any, you know, back work that needs to be filled or caught up on, I'm open and available. Yeah, don't don't burn those bridges. As much as when you finally get the opportunity to to quit your full-time job, you want to do... Do some uh, fingers in the air. Yes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know, it's, it's worth it. Like, I had a friend, Michelle... Um, who was awesome at my first job out of college, and she ended up moving because her husband is in the Army. Anyway, she moved from Kansas City to, uh, I think, Maryland, and so she had to quit, you know, her full-time job, which is where I worked with her at. Well, they didn't want to, you know, lose her because she was already trained. You know, she knew all the best practices for all the brochures and emails we did. She knew how we worked. She knew all the designers and everything, so they kept her on for a freelancer basis, um, and she just worked from home. So even if you guys want to go out completely on your own, which we support, if there's ever a time where your old employer might need something, you know, that's worth pursuing, I'd say. 
Fair enough. Yeah. Well, and I actually work with um, a company and they're based in Jacksonville now. And it's my old boss moved to a new company and then brought me on. And I've been working with them for two and a half, three years. And some of the biggest clients I've worked with have been through them. And, you know, it's not super, there's more exciting work out there, but to keep, you know, connections like that, you, you've got to fill your time. And, yeah. you know, it's not always going to be the fun work 24 seven, unfortunately. I know. As, as much as we want that to be the case, sometimes you have to apply for jobs or look for clients that maybe aren't the most fun, but will keep the lights on. Right. And there's definitely a balance. Like you get to a point where you can start saying no. And that's really, really good feeling where you're just like, mm-hmm. you are going to be more trouble than you're worth. No. Yes. And I'm not really talking about those kind of clients. I'm talking about they're just more bread and butter, right? Like they're not out changing the world. But, you know, keeping my lights on are pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. And as you work your way up, sometimes the least exciting clients pay the best, and then you have a bigger squishable budget, and you can get whatever ty- kind of squishable you want. I mean, I just Zach. got a unicorn and a, a dinosaur, but <laughs> the sky's the limit, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, I think, you know, we kind of reached the end of our time, and I think talking about referrals would be a great idea for our next freelancers forum. Um, if you guys listening have anything you want us to talk about or any tips or tricks you think, you know, you want us to share, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Danielle is D and toes and I'm Wonderwall seven on Twitter. So until next time, thank you guys for listening. Bye. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.